0: thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through amex travel you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m late checkout that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex
1: warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco if you're an adult age 21 and older Around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be. The Volume. The 3 Now Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecock. We are going with the Golo Podcast because the U.S. Open just concluded tonight. Uh, Recording this probably about 20 minutes after Matt Fitzpatrick just officially became the 2022 United States Open champion, edging Will Zalatoris as well as Scotty Scheffler. Uh, What a tournament. The drama. We got a big show. Give a couple thoughts on the, the action, then we're going to bring in uh, Hunter Mahan, who uh, you know just has six PGA Tour victories, multiple top 10 finishes in the U.S. Open. I think he had a T4 in 2013. So, you know, pretty good golfer. <laughs> Played a few majors uh, in, in, in his heyday. So we'll, we'll get his thoughts on, on what just happened and how that all transpired. Schedule for this week, we'll have a football podcast coming out on Tuesday, a little three and out. We will have another golf podcast probably in the middle of the week. There's probably some live stuff coming. I think a bunch more guys are going to announce. And then more football stuff later in the week. Obviously, the summer months, everyone's on summer break. So, we got content to produce. We got bills to pay. We're going to keep on churning it out. Uh, this podcast, at Golopod, at Golopod, fire in those direct messages. And I will answer them coming up on uh, on Wednesday show will probably be when I get to the uh, the the messages. That's the Instagram account, DMs wide open. Obviously, for the three and out podcast, at John Middlecoff, fire in there. I need your guys' DMs, so fire in those DMs, and that's how we communicate. That's how we interact with the people. And let's just start with, to me, the star of the weekend was the course. It was awesome. I think all anyone wants is to see major championships in the low to mid underpars. You know, I, I want to see three, four, five, six under in that range win it. Matt Fitzpatrick, obviously, I mean, the shot potentially of his life on 18. He was awesome today. He, he really was. And I'm not trying to be a downer. I had money on Willie Z. I had, uh, would have won about $2,600. So I was heavily, and I mean heavily, rooting for Will Zalatoris, which I now think it's fair to call him the Buffalo Bills of golf. I mean, the guy who finishes runner-up. It feels like every single major tournament. It's crazy. Fitzpatrick hits that shot on 18 from the bunker. I I, I tweeted this out. I I do believe this. This is not taking anything away. He got a little lucky that he landed in the bunker, not behind the mound, and he was three or four yards to the left of it and had an angle. Now, he still had to execute the shot. He hit a great shot. He two-putted for the win. The the reaction with his family. I I mean, obviously – the storylines of him and Jack Nicholas are the only guys to win the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open at the same course. And then he even gave the Golden Bear a little jab uh, after in the ceremony, saying that Jack made fun of him when he won the member member at Jack's course in Florida, saying that, you know, it's, it's sooner or later, you're going to, this is his first state win in the States. Uh, well, now he has a real win in the States, and it's called the U.S. Open. I mean, he's an awesome player. It's been well-documented. He was a guy several years ago. To me, my favorite Matt Fitzpatrick story is he shows up from – he's not from America. He's from England. And, I mean, how many friends did that guy have waiting for him on the 18th green? He had buddies left and right. This guy's more popular than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, but he but he comes from England, and he comes to the States to go to school. But that he showed up to Northwestern to play golf, and then he realized he also had to go to school. He wasn't like, he was even one and done. He lasted a semester. He's like, yeah, I, I'm not doing school. I'm here to play golf, quit school, went pro. But he was a shorter hitter. Obviously, he's an elite player. He has gained ball speed. He has gained swing speed. And I wouldn't call him like Kepka, DJ, or Bryson, but he hits the ball more than far enough. I mean, Zalatoris is a big-time hitter, so he's not quite hitting it as far as him. But distance is not his issue. He's a great ball striker. And you know, and listen, he just he got it done today. I mean, he hit that long putt. What hole was that? Like 13 or 14? He was awesome. Uh both those guys I, I thought were awesome. They kept answering the bell after they screwed up. Um, uh, you know, the, the rough, if you missed it, there was, I think it was the 15th hole, because Zalatoris birdied hole 16, where Fitzpatrick benefited from pumping it way right, basically almost to the grandstands. Because if you've ever been to a PJ golf tournament, let alone a major, the foot traffic knocks all the grass down. And Zalatoris barely misses the fairway, but he gets in the the deep rough, and then he bogeys that hole. And ultimately, if he just pars that hole, we're in a playoff. We're in a two-hole playoff, which would have been a little weird in the U.S. Open. Though, like, listen, I love golf. Do I need to see them play 18 holes? Though, I uh, you know, I work from home. I could have easily watched that on Monday. But Fitzpatrick, man, he just, he had a lot of hype coming into this because he won in 2013, and then all week they talked about he was living with the same guy that hosted him in 13. He was sleeping in the same bedroom, uh, and then he didn't just live up to the hype. I mean, he fit, he played in the final group on Sunday and then basically two-putted to win the uh, win the U.S. Open. And now he's a major champion. To me, it's always cool when a guy becomes a major champion and he doesn't have a PGA Tour win. And speaking of not having a PGA Tour win or not having a major win, Zalatoris, it, it's it's insanity what's going on. I mean, he lost in a playoff a month ago to JT, He's obviously it feels like he finishes runner up in the in the Masters the last several years. He easily could have won today. I mean, easily could have won today. But the thing is with golf, who knows? Like how many chances are you going to get? It seems and he should be moving forward in auto bet majors. Wills out torres major and the odds are anything higher than like 15 to 1, boom, auto bet. I mean, I got him at 25 to 1. Some books you could have got him at 30 to 1. He is an elite hard golf course player. It's not even debatable. And his putting stroke, especially on the short ones, it looks a little weird. It's a little herky-jerky, but it worked. I mean, you watch some putt today. Obviously, on the longer putts, you know, like 8 to 15 feet, you actually feel pretty confident. I don't want to say I felt like Tiger Woods level he was going to make it on 18, but I was much more confident than the majority of players that he was going to make that putt. And again, I'm biased. I had an agenda. I had money on the guy. But I also, when he missed it, just kind of felt like, God, I mean, this is... And I know he made a ton of money. Him and his caddy are an ATM machine right now when they play in these majors. But it's got to be a kick in the dick. I mean, you get so close, final group after final group after final group in these major championships, and you're just not able to get it done for whatever reason. Like today, he did not play bad. Made a mistake here or there, but I don't think it cost him the tournament. I mean, when you have a chance... To make a putt on 18 to force a playoff, like you played pretty well in a United States Open. You know, like Scotty Scheffler a little bit came out of nowhere, what he had four birdies in, like the first seven holes. And it was like, that's the reason he's the number one player in the world. And just what a talent. I mean, at one point in time, I'm like, if Scotty wins this, is this one of the easiest players of the years of all time? He would have had three PGA tour victories. He would have been a masters champion. He would have been the U.S. Open Champion. So he would have had five total victories. And just like, what are we watching right now? He's the number one player in the world. How is this possible? Uh, But even him. And it shows you, like, he's playing so well right now. It's just like, number two. You know, finishes type T2 in a major. Another huge check. I mean, Scotty is, I'd say right now, I mean, him and Will Zalatoris, you got to feel pretty good going into these majors. I mean, you know I had a lot of money on Justin Thomas, and he was nowhere to be found. Did not play very well. I lost a lot of money on this tournament. I mean, basically, my my, uh, my hopes were with Will Zalatoris, who is just a very fun player to watch. He, he really is. He's an enjoyable player to consume. Fitzpatrick is, too. Might be just how quick a swing is. Something about the SPF all over his face. He's got braces. He's got 17 buddies going up, jumping up and down every time he makes a putt. Listen, I mean, that was... For you know, we're golf nerds. We're gonna watch the majors and having non like Tiger or some super famous. I mean, Rory kind of got in at the end, but he was never really in it today. Uh, Especially like after the the front nine when he kind of I don't want to say shot himself out of it, but was you know one under and the leaders were at five or six. But without having huge huge name recognition from a golf standpoint, that was as enjoyable as it gets. The drama, the back and forth, the back nine within a shot. One guy bogeys, the other guy birdies. One guy hits a long putt, the other guy misses a putt. You're on your edge of your seat there for a couple hours. The course thrived, the players thrived. Uh, That was a very, very entertaining product. Now, the broadcast, NBC basically throws up a big FU to the consumer. It's pretty crazy, right? You would never come back from Sunday Night Football... And hear Tirico or Al Michaels go, well, I, I know you guys were away at break watching a, a Lexus and a Mercedes and an All-State commercial, but Patrick Mahomes just threw the best touchdown you're ever going to see. I mean, at one point tonight or today, Scotty Scheffler hits a putt, but we're watching like Zalatoris and Fitzpatrick. And all of a sudden, Dan Hicks goes, well, uh, Scotty Scheffler just took the lead. Let's go look at that. And then we watch him hit a long putt like, what are we doing, guys? You got to make a better consumer product. Make it easier to consume somehow, some way. That was terrible all weekend long. Pretty big joke. Let's be real. The biggest reason I'll say it over and over Live has a chance. Obviously, they have an unlimited amount of cash, but they show a ton more golf than these events. So if they can keep stealing players and they don't need broadcast partners, they do not need broadcast partners. They just need YouTube. YouTube, Like I was just around a three-year-old. He never stops watching YouTube. Now, obviously, he's not their demo. But if you ever been around a 15, 17, 23-year-old? They ain't watching these main networks. You do not need them. So if Liv keeps hammering home, show a ton more golf, they're going to keep separating themselves into the vernacular of the golf fan. Because what we had to go through the last couple days, especially on Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all you fathers, that, that, that's unacceptable. That we have to... I mean, they're spoiling holes. I mean, it's a joke. And I know it's difficult. In basketball, football, baseball, we never miss a play. Yet in golf, it always feels like they're way off. They're showing us highlight packages while golf's going on. It's like, all I have to say is like Logan Roy said in... Uh, or I guess Kendall Roy said this in the last season of Succession. Be better. Try harder. Try harder. Just just figure it out. Like, just figure it out, NBC. You got this product because Fox sold it off to you for basically a 70% discount, and you throw more ads than I feel like I've ever seen in the history of a golf tournament, especially one that was that good. And I know the last hour we got commercial free, well, of course they could have, because they gave us 17 million ads Saturday and Sunday leading up to that final hour. But congratulations to Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Academia was just not his style, and clearly golf is. And congratulations again to an incredible performance from Wills Zalatoris, who you just hope and pray eventually is going to win a tournament. Uh, I don't feel confident about it, uh, but I'm going to keep betting on him. I'm rooting for him. Who isn't? Because right now he's kind of the Buffalo Bills of golf. Luckily, he's like, you know, he ain't 40. He's 25, 26 years old. He's got a lot of time. He's got a great skinny waist, and he bombs the ball. And Scotty Scheffler, who's just having an all-time season.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily... credit card ebay motors is here for the ride you know what i remember about my first car is at the moment i got it i wanted to improve it because like most 16 year old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile so you look at it you go well i need to add some speakers i need to tint out the windows i need to make this thing the coolest car possible so i can cruise around town with all my buddies." Terms and conditions apply. Okay, coming at you live Sunday night uh, with six-time PGA Tour winner, a guy who's finished in the top ten in this tournament multiple times, top six, a top four. He knows what tough golf is all about. Hunter Mahan, my friend, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing excellent. You know, I felt uh, I feel supercharged from what we just saw. It was just, um, you know. USA gets banged on a lot for their for sometimes other setups. They need to be applauded for this tournament. And what they did, they gave us an incredible product. We were entertained. I was entertained from Thursday all the way to Sunday. I thought it was just an incredible, incredible tournament.
1: Well, I was was diving into your wiki. You've played in this tournament a lot. Uh, Obviously, the venues matter, but I would say consistently over time, the toughness of the US Open, right? The length of the rough, the tightness of the fairways and and you know that the Greens explain what it's like to be a player on the weekend uh, at a US Open and the, and the pressure. I mean, you've been in the mix to win these things.
2: Yeah. I, uh, kind of a little bit of what you saw out there was guys, I mean, 10, 12 feet. And you can tell that they're so meek, they're just kind of lagging them up there. And that's what you get. Being in below the hole and above the hole and some of the positions that you're in matter a great deal. You might be 30 feet, but if you're putting uphill, and most of those uphill putts the way the ball is going to trickle down you probably have a pretty straight putt you saw how many times did you see these guys pin high or pass pin high and they were just you know you can tell they were looking way high they're looking how my ball is going to come into the hole from the, even sideways i saw xander make a putt that came into the back door i mean it's just a constant grind on every single shot from the first hole to the last hole there was just no uh let ups on this golf course you're gonna have to grind it out and if you don't if you make a mistake like we saw a lot of times on 11 Flying over the green, boom, that's a double. And all of a sudden, you make a double on the US Open. It feels like a tournament's over. Well,
1: let's start on 15. Uh, they're, they're tied, and Zalatoris, or maybe he's one down, pumps it just a little off the fairway, and he's in the, the tough rough. Fitzpatrick pumps <laughs> it way into the gallery and is in, gets a great lie and has a much longer shot, but he, he hits it on the green. What what do you think there? And is that just part of are are you better off in in the US Open pumping it way into the gallery if there aren't trees than you are just barely missing the fairway?
2: That's that was probably the biggest moment of the tournament, right? Like that hole. Those guys were battling all day. And you saw his lie, you could just see his whole ball over there, Fitzpatrick, and it hit it. You can see it seemed like you can see the whole He's Obviously, gonna have to shape it. He hit a phenomenal shot. But it just shows you the difference in situation in just that moment, right like he was probably thinking we're time we've got four holes left. there's a lot of golf to be played. Um, but I have a great opportunity here and it's a, right I mean it was just a phenomenal phenomenal shot. I still thought Zalatoris, even though um, he was in the rough I, he's been impeccable out of the rough this week. these yeah. guys have really been able to hit it even in the rough still haven't hit it on the green. I know uh, I think it was nine when he was kind of out of the rough from about 200 yards he hit it up there. I think it's that fifteen made birdie. So I thought he was going to hit a pretty good shot. I was actually surprised, but that just happens, right? I mean, you're in the rough; you just don't know what you're going to get sometimes. Obviously, that was the swing hole for the for the whole tournament when um, Matt made that putt.
1: I guess they were tied because they were both five under. He birdies; he goes to six under. Zalatoris yeah. bogeys goes to four under, and then sixteen. 16- the pins tuck back right. Zalatoris just shows the metal and the and the stones. <laughs> Birdies the hole. I mean, going into that, obviously that. The guys were struggling to even get it close. He yeah. knocks it what? Like within 10 feet. What a shot from the Dallas native.
2: I thought, um, I, I, you could tell like, I think uh, Billy and Fitz were kind of in between clubs there between a six and a five. They knew that, you know, long, that hole just, the green's been so firm all week. They know if we just fly it anywhere on the green, it's going to get, pretty far middle to back there um he ripped a six obviously flushed it i mean matt really was hitting it really nice on the back nine with his irons it seemed like he was in complete control um and as soon as willie hit it i thought i thought it was leaking i thought boy it's probably going to catch that bunker I did, I did too right and everyone's probably like oh it's just a little too and it just got a great bounce uh, but it was an absolute like you said just a big stone shot like you're one back with three to go you don't really have time to just hope something happens at that point you got to be aggressive And he was, and, you know, and that's, you know, you rely on your strengths and his strengths are his irons. And so he had great reason to be aggressive on that shot because he can still put it up in the air. And it was just a phenomenal shot, phenomenal putt. All of a sudden, you know, the game's back on.
1: Is it fair to say when you were playing your best golf, you're known as a great iron player?
2: Yes. Yes. So, so
1: So when you're in that situation and in this type tournament and the greens are rock hard, you really you're trying to fly it between like 180, 185 or whatever the distance is and then yeah. let it roll. I mean, how hard even for the best players in the world, guys like yourself, guys, when you're locked in, I mean, is there just zero margin? Because if you hit it 178, you're in the bunker. Right. And if you right. hit it, if you catch it too, too well, 190, you're going over. It just has to be the the perfect shot. I mean, is that basically what you got to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 some of the um, it's third and 10 in a, in a football game, right? In the Super Bowl. You got to need it. You're just going to have to make the throw. When you make the throw, you're going to have to make the swing when you have that opportunity. You're one down, you got to go. I mean, you just, you can't, at 17, a birdie hole for both everybody. 18 was, I feel like 18 was still not not easy, but it's not a hole you want to rely on to think that no, you're yeah, lengthening gonna gonna you. pick it up, right? I mean, it's, that was a great opportunity for him and he took advantage and it was just a, a big time shot. And like you said, you really that I remember Thursday, Friday, I think uh, Victor hit like a seven iron. He hit it on the front of the green and it had no chance. Like it was flying over the green. So uh, I think the weather helped, of course, a little bit. They probably um, that was one hole. It seemed like the usually kind of lost it, you know, early on that, that week. But um, they kind of made up for it uh, the weekend. It was a, it was a tough shot, but you can see the ball was reacting a lot better than it was early in the week because you would hate for a moment like that for the golf course to sort of take over and it allowed, you know, Willie to hit a great shot in there and make birdie. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yes. In all of his shots, he's hitting the majors. I mean, that has to be right up there. Given he's Uh, two shots back, three shots to go, three holes to go, just an incredible, then 17, they both par. Will had a great look. I mean, Fitzpatrick had a pretty good look too. So you go into, you go into 18, you know, I know you never won a major, but you've won PJ tournaments. Yeah, you yeah. have a lead going into 18. Do you got to change your mindset of what you've been hitting? When you're watching him pull out a three wood, would you just hit like a five iron to the middle of the fairway? Or you just got to play your game. I mean, you got a one shot lead in, in a major on Sunday. We just saw Mito, right? I mean, a month yeah. ago, screw it oh, up. Yeah. So the, and the only place you can miss is left. And it feels like every once in a while he can get the hooks. Uh, which he did yeah. there. I mean, w- yeah. what, should, what should he have done? I know the outcome ended up working out, but he got, he was right on the fence there of getting screwed.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, it, it's, I, you play to your strengths. Like, I, I'm, i have always going to lean toward my driver in my arms. Like, when I needed a big uh, shot, like, I'm always pulling the driver. There's no doubt about it. I, I feel like I trust that club the most. Um, Matt has kind of a, it, it's a quick tempo swing, right? He kind of brings yeah. it inside, kind of like, it's, it's, it's his swing, right? You don't – no one's really going to teach that. You kind of have to work with it. Um, and I think it works with irons fine. But, you know, when you get the longer clubs, when that thing's got – you got to give it a little bit more time. I mean, it was going pretty fast, right? Kind of like, Mito. You know, it's like the body's going, the club's got a long way to go still. So, um, but I thought the left on that hole, I felt like you hit it right. You're just getting further away from the hole. So, I did think if you didn't miss it left, it felt like it was actually an easier shot there. But that's just – a big boy fairway bunker shot. I mean, he hoisted it out of there. Um, you know, I thought it was really interesting. Justin Leonard talked about he's been working really hard on on developing club speed and and, and Matthew with Fitzpatrick. So I, I think Justin Leonard said he saw him after a tournament, even after he won, he went right back home to Florida and started getting speed. So I think speed, hitting it further, has been a big part of his game and elevating to being a major champion now. But uh um, you got to go with complete with comfort there, and I, you know he's got a great caddy, Billy Foster. Billy Foster's been has won countless tournaments, so I'm sure they thought like this is our best opportunity here to hit the fairway. Um, we don't want to driver. I clearly they might not have confidence with hitting the fairway. They probably the tournaments. They probably feel like it's you know we have a great chance to win. But you know I don't know if they got lucky, but hitting a fairway bunker shot of that magnitude at that moment is just unbelievable.
1: For sure. So he hits it on the greens. Zalatoris hit a great drive. You know, yeah. doesn't have, what do you do there? I mean, do you, you, you flirt going dead red, you get a wedge, it spins back too much. You got to go long. You know, yeah. he had a good look, but I, I bet, it, you know, 10 times he hits that shot 10 times. He'd like to be a little closer right at your guy's level. And in, in that moment, you just, you don't want to get ultra aggressive and end up like screwing yourself. Right. So right. You, you almost have to be aggressively conservative in a weird way.
2: You want to give yourself, I mean, after, I think, well, after Matt hit it up there, I mean, two yes, he's so
1: he's it's know. all
2: red, right. He's a, it, it's, we got to be aggressive and I, he had a good shot, but I just remember Sheffer's putt and then Fitzpatrick's putt, you're thinking it just doesn't go as much as it looks. And of course, and I mean, just, he did what exactly what I think everyone was watching is he hit it too high. It just, it's just a putt that looks like it's going to break more right than than actually is there. And uh, as the fan, you're watching it over and over and over again watching it happen um he just hit it too high it was a great putt it was a great hole i mean he did he said the putt in 17 is the one that's going to probably bother him because that's up the gut i mean it's you just don't get a better look at a major than that on, on to tie it up so that's the one that's going to bother you um but that was a great 18th hole. he played he did everything he could he played great he just was one shot short this week
1: i mean you, you've been at the highest level now around the game and around these guys for a long time i mean how many times can you sh- cut this close I mean, the guy just finished (laughs) in the playoff feels like he's finished. He's been in the last group of the masters several times. He easily could have won the day. Like it's just, you know, you say it's going to happen, but you know how hard it is. It's just one of those things. Like, how do you sleep at night? If you're him?
2: Yeah. I think it's, you know, he's still a young guy. I think he, I think he needs to get a win, right? Like I love him for next week, trailer championship. I think he's going to win. I really do. I think it's, I think it's, I was thinking about this beginning of the week. I like, He's going to win travelers. I think it's a perfect golf course for him. It's going to set up really well. He can hit his his fade kind of on almost every single hole. There's nothing kind of um, in his way, you know. Like a lot, of, there are some holes there where he needed to draw, and he can tell he's not as comfortable doing that. Um, I think he just looks at it. He's like, "I'm 25 years old. I'm I've been in contention twice. Um, I've got so much golf ahead of me." Um, I mean, he is putting. I don't feel like his he left putts short today, but his putting wasn't a problem. Um, he just hit a few squirrely drives, probably gave him more fits than anything else. But, I mean, he's playing unbelievable golf right now. He's a guy that can, that can in the next calendar year, win three or four times. Um, but those majors are, I mean, you only get four opportunities a year. So, they feel so special and they feel so um, unique. And, like, you, for as much as you think he knows, he's like, I, I just got to keep putting myself there. It, it feels like. It, it's not totally true. It took Phil a long time, Sergio, a lot, a lot of great players a long time to win majors because you just have so many, even so few opportunities. Um, but as I said, you know, yesterday, was the no laying up guys, ball striking travels. The way he hits it, I mean, that lasts a lifetime.
1: For sure. It's why he plays so well at the Masters. Absolutely. I mean, yes. next year, LA Country Club. I mean, he's going to be right in the mix there. He can hit it far. For a split second today, more than a split second, a couple holes, it felt like, is Scotty Scheffler really going to rattle off like five or six wins this year and be the U.S. Open and Masters <laughs> champion? <laughs> I mean, what, do you know him at all? What, what's your take on Scotty's game? And just is he just an all-time heater, or is this something that's going to stay for a while?
2: I, You know, I met Scotty um, and his dad when Scotty was, you know, eight, nine years old. And I was um, taking lessons from Randy Smith, who's Scotty's teacher now. And and Randy's uh, Randy Smith is an all-time coach. He doesn't get any praise. Um, he doesn't really want me, but he, he taught me for, for a really long time, Justin Leonard for a long time and Scotty Shuffler since he was a kid. And so he deserves mad respect for everything that he's done for a lot of golfers. He's, he's, he's excellent. So I knew Scotty when he was little and obviously I went to college and I turned pro sort of lost touch. Um, but I kept hearing every time I come home, like Scotty said, he said like another course record. Oh yeah. I like broke another course record. And he broke his own course record. Like he, like he goes low a lot. He is not afraid of any sort of moment. Um, He's just, I think he's a guy who's not like I said. He's not afraid of the moment. I think he's here to stay. There's no nothing part of his game that you know concerns you. Um, his putting stroke is phenomenal. Like he made, like you saw the start today. I mean, just rolling everything in. Um, he has a great. Uh, his emotions are completely in check. So none of these moments, you can tell that he's not at all intimidated by anything that's coming his way. So I think he's going to be around a really, really long time.
1: You know, I, I didn't want to touch on this but i mean it's one of the bigger stories in golf and I, you and i were texting and talking about it earlier in the week uh the live thing and i, I first i saw abe answer it's gonna he's basically yeah. announced without announcing right. he's going and people think like get ready more names are going you know you, you know all these people and all these agents i mean it's the talk of golf uh just initial takes on, on live the the product and just kind of where it's clearly heading with more and more i mean abe answer is the top 20 player in the world Bryson. Yeah. I know he's injured, but I mean, Bryson was a huge get for them a couple weeks ago or whatever. Does it feel like it's going to slow down? Your thoughts?
2: It's a great question. I've talked to a lot of people about it, trying to gain some sort of perspective and understanding of what's happening. I mean, um, they have so much freedom in what they're going to do going forward. I mean, they they had a 54-hole event, their first one, shotgun start. I I don't think that's going to continue. I think they have to eventually go to 72 holes. Um, They're going to and stop the shotgun starts on you know the weekend um they're getting more legitimate players they're very international right now right there it doesn't feel like they're very um of, of like American and it's kind of a weird way to say it but Abraham answer and, and and you know they got uh, all the I mean Sergio and Lee and all these top yeah. names from here for they've been there a long long time um I'm, I'm hearing you know some South Americans might be coming over but we'll see we just we kind of just don't know um but the fields are getting better um they are going to get world ranking points or become a more legitimate of a tour um we'll see what the european tour does kind of going forward i hear guys are going to be allowed to go to germany but they're not going to be allowed to play in the scottish um i'm not sure how that works it, it's really interesting um i think if they get through this whole year of eight tournaments i think they're gonna be pretty excited and they're gonna see kind of where they end up going forward for next year but I don't see them going away anytime soon. I think they're going to be here for the next few years. Uh, We'll see if they get a television contract, which I hear I think they're going to get. Um, I mean, this this feels like it's just the beginning, you know, for for all the talk and and all the players. I think I was happy that the U.S. Open was the U.S. Open and we got to see an incredible product and and nothing was sort of stained by that. Um, But this isn't going away. We've just really begun this. Uh, you know, this turmoil and this interaction between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf. It's it's really, we've just begun.
1: Do you think that the, kind of the breaking down the dam would be for them to get one of the top American guys? You know, whether it be one of the guys that have been openly anti-them or even just all of a sudden get a Sam Burns, a Scotty Sheff, or something like that. I'm yeah. not saying, it doesn't feel like they're close to doing that. No. But the money, it's just, it's going to get harder and harder if they become more and more legitimate, right?
2: Well, I think, it seems like strength is in numbers it's interesting seeing one guy go but what about four or five guys get together and say and and bring their whole group to the live tour now that's going to be pretty powerful when they just say this is our number and then we'll divide it up as we see fit Uh, that would be more powerful than a guy like a Sam Burns going over if somehow you know Spieth and Scheffler and Justin got together and said well let's just throw out a ridiculous number and then see what happens that would be powerful. I think these little guys, one guy here, one guy there, that's, that's okay. That, that the tour can kind of get through that. But if someone, if a big group comes together and says, Hey, this is our number, it's astronomical. We'll see what we can get. And they get it. Then that would be kind of an interesting, uh, interesting story. interesting, you know, kind of plot twist to what we're seeing. But I mean, it, the more tournaments they have, the more going forward, it's just, it's going to keep building for them.
1: Well, I know they have one coming up, and they might have a couple before St. Andrews. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I, I know we take a lot of pride. Like oh, the, the the U.S. Open,
1: the media was. It feels like over there. I mean, they were just getting peppered in England. And it's going to be a really big deal that week in St. Andrews with all the European media, right? Don't don't you think that that's yeah. going to these guys, especially that crew of guys the, the Euros are one, yeah. some of their main group? It's only going to even come more to light, especially as more and get more guys go that given week, which. You know St Andrews. I know you've played it. It's got to be one of the more special places you can play golf. You know, in a major tournament, oh,
2: right? It's unbelievable. It's the city, the town's right there behind you in this backdrop, this historic golf course with all these moments you can see in your brain and see in your mind. Revisit. It's just, it's an incredible, incredible place. It's, that's um, when you do get to play a British. It, it, St Andrews is definitely a special, a special place because you really you get there early. Um, You're there for, it feels like about 10 days or so, kind of getting acclimated. It's just, it's an amazing scene. And um, that will be interesting how the media is going to approach those players. Are they going to be super aggressive or are they going to be super respectful of the event? And how are the players going to keep talking going forward? Because it feels like if I was the PGA Tour, the PGA Tour players, I'm done talking about it. Yeah. there are no more statements there's no more um, you know rory you know rory kind of keeps chirping at it i think he, he i think he just needs to stop and say i'm a PGA tour member i'm very proud i'm trying to win majors and tournaments i'm not talking about this anymore but he kind of keeps nibbling at it for some reason i'm not sure but that's what i would do if i was a PGA tour player i'm like i'm i'm done talking about this so we'll see what the media does they're extremely respectful of the rna and the british open but I mean they could be really aggressive and they could be really mean toward you know dustin and Abraham and serge and 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 lee i mean they could go at them pretty hard if they want um so we'll see what happens i'm not i could see both and i could see and i could see you know some players just saying i'm not doing media this week just go ahead and find me so i I don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes going forward it's going to be pretty interesting are you guys
1: obligated financially by the tour or by the tournament if they ask you to do the podium to do it, kind of like in the NFL, they're mandated to talk once a week, or can you avoid it?
2: I think you could turn it down. I mean, they always you know, ask certain players to do it and stuff. I mean, I think... I mean, Most I guys they,
1: do it when they're asked, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, most everyone does it, but I mean, I think guys... I mean, will would Phil decline? Yeah, I, th- I think he might. I think he's probably done talking about it. I, I think there's no. I, I think I think guys will talk, and I don't think they'll say anything. I think they'll just be like, "I'm here, going to play in the, the British Open, and I don't really need to discuss anything further."
1: There is going to be one guy who took this week off, who has been very, very supportive of the tour. He wears red on Sunday. Who's gonna? I, we all think is going to be there, right? And that tournament yeah, is sacred so. to him who might have some takes and might have some things to say that, that week about this whole, cause, cause again, there'll be several events for him to have. I'm sure he's clicked on the YouTube and checked it out. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, he's the best at it, right? He gets up there and he answers every question, but doesn't say anything. Um,
1: were you surprised? So were was- you surprised he turned down seven, $800 million? Not
2: really, because um, I'm sure he talked to them, but you never know what was being asked. And, you know, Tiger not going to, he's only going to do what he wants to do. Um, he's going to respect the tour and, and, and the meaning of things, but um, those guys are working for that live money. I mean, they are doing events, uh, pro-ams, um, parties, dinners, like there's a lot to do. This is not just, it might, it's, it's guaranteed money, but it's not free money. I mean, they're going to work for it every single week they play and, and do things that we don't even really know about, but they're going to work it that week for sure. And Tiger's done with that. Like, if I'm Tiger, I'm like, listen, you know, if you're advising him, you're like, listen, you're a billionaire now. What do you just... I think simplicity for his life and what he's doing, he's just trying to get healthy enough to play tournaments, obviously. I mean, he skipped the US Open because he's just not there. So I don't think Tiger's... He's not glad-handing break. at the smokers tournament.
1: It? Right. He's like, like <laughs> I, I
2: don't think so. I just don't think... What's he going to do with that? I think he's just kind of like... It's honestly just not worth it for him. I I, I think he just... I think he just wants to get healthy enough to play tournaments. It's it's where his mind is right now.
1: The guys you've talked to and you're friends with on the tour are they interested? Do a lot of guys turned off by the whole thing, or is it just kind of a mixed bag on the individual?
2: I think it's a mixed bag of the individual. It seems like it seems like most thirty and under are just trying to win tournaments. They have really don't have much interest in what's sort of being offered. They just kind of. Um, I think most golfers that I've talked to or or have heard are just trying to play golf. They want simplicity in their life. They don't want a lawsuit. They don't want the noise. They just want to know where they're going to play next week and play and not have, not have to answer these questions and go out and just earn their money the best way they can. Most guys just aren't that interested. And if you look at the older, you look at the guys taking the money, they're mostly older guys who've won their tournaments. They have a major, have been extremely close. Like they have their sort of, their own legacies, and they just, you know, it's just a good, too good opportunity to sort of pass up. I mean, um, so it's just, it seems like the younger guys just want to play golf and they don't want to have any of the, They don't want this distraction.
1: Well, Hunter, that was a fun U.S. Open and mm-hmm. uh, get ready for more live tournaments because I'm <laughs> excited to watch this story unfold, man. Happy Father's Day. I know you got a big fa- family and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the day and talk to you soon, man.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it, man.
1: With unlimited two percent cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash Active Cash.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits